Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Stouffer Cavins as our special guest. Stouffer spent so much of his life in a me bubble. Situations that occurred during his childhood presented him with challenges, which he dealt with by going into survival mode. Unfortunately, he would remain in that defensive survival mode for the next 30 plus years, which presented a real challenge to those trying to get close to him. Throughout his 20s and 30s, he didn't seek answers from within. While he liked the idea of spirituality, he would never make time to connect spiritually. His time was spent protecting his me bubble. Ego was fully engaged, enabled, and empowered. For Stouffer, this way of life was getting the job done. His fully empowered ego was protecting him from experiencing the pain and heartache that he experienced in his childhood. The flip side was that he was extremely unfulfilled and always disappointed with where he was in life. As he entered his 40s, things changed for him. The universe was tired of hearing him complain about not having what he thought he deserved. He was launched into what he later realized was a spiritual awakening. The real Stouffer finally stood up and took control. For Stouffer, developing psychic and intuitive abilities was never a goal. In removing expectations and fears from his life, he opened up a whole new world for himself. Once his ego was checked, his higher self, along with his guides and angels, took over. Stouffer's calling is to help people heal. He wants people to get the clarity about their situations that he was never able to get and to bring a sense of clarity and confirmation to those about their path forward. Stouffer, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We always like to start by asking what you do when you want to expand your thinking. Uh, Yeah, thank you, uh, Kelly and Carrie, for having me on. Uh, That's quite an intro. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what I do, a couple things is, uh, first of all, when I want to expand my thinking, um, it's pretty simple. I talk to other people, um, which, which, you know, from, from the intro there, uh, that's something that I I didn't do before. Um, I, I didn't make myself vulnerable and really truly go to other people and, and listen to what they had to say and what their points of view were. So, so something so simple as just, you know, finding your tribe and listening to, to other like-minded people and, and what they think about something, um, and truly listening and not always being ready with your, with your own, you know, reply or opinions about it. Uh, so that's something that, that I didn't do before that I do now that has really kind of just opened up my life. Um, another thing I do is, you know, I, I do like listening to podcasts. 
So I have a friend that has a podcast that really kind of, it's a spiritual podcast that helps me kind of expand my, my thinking and my understanding of spiritual things. Um, and, and that's called something super spiritual with, uh, Jeffrey Peck. So that's another thing I, I, I do is, is listening to podcasts, specifically his. Thank you still for we're very, I loved your intro as well. I was like, that's you. You're like, that's a nice intro. I'm like, but that's you. Um, <laughs> right. that's your intro. What, so a couple questions, what the last podcast you listened to, um, spirituality, what's kind of your, your takeaway from it, your aha moment from listening to that podcast or something that was just so interesting to you, you were thinking about after. Yeah, you know, it, it just kind of just reminds me, um, I think the person I, I heard, he was interviewing someone, um, someone that I actually watch, they have a podcast as well that I that I watch on YouTube. Um, and she was talking about in the beginning, some of the fears that she had with, you know, reading people and connecting with spirit and, and you know, uh, you know, just about her preparation. And, and so it just, it kind of reminded me where I came from as well in, in that journey. So, uh, you know, it, it's nice. And then there's other things that, you know, aren't so related to, you know, my own journey that, that kind of expand me as well. But uh, that was kind of one thing that I, that I remember that I was like, yeah, I, I used to do that too, where she was talking about, she would have to prepare and, and meditate for an hour before going into a, a reading with a client and do all this, like, it, and now, you know, that's not the case anymore, but, um, you know, you want to do such a good job for your clients that, uh, in the beginning you, you just, you know, you really want to tune in and, and it's just this ridiculous kind of preparation. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I, I take that sometimes still for as you hear it and you're like, oh, I'm not crazy on that. It, it, I'm right. not the only one. There's something kind of nice sometimes about, oh, I'm not the only one struggling mm-hmm. with that. Um, Maybe that kind of ties into the next question I have with you with for you with you. I I really appreciate your I ask other people, I talk to other people expanding my thinking. And mm-hmm. so I guess what are some of the things that you said oh, I didn't think of it that way, or some of the kind of the when you started really asking more opinions, like you said you didn't do it as much. Um, one, I guess how that felt to start asking people their opinions because it wasn't a muscle that you used as much? And what are some of the, maybe the top insights or insight or just kind of, oh man, I never thought of it that way from talking to other people. Right. Uh, yeah. I have a medium friend. He, um, he always, it, and, and he doesn't come, come at it from like a, <laughs> a snarky kind of way. It's, it's very genuine, but he, he asks questions when I, when I give an opinion or say, something he, he, he immediately just asks questions and it's very natural for him. And, and he always like stops me in my tracks. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. And I, and I love him to death. Um, but a couple of examples with, with him is, um, you know, I just had just got out of a really, um, great, well, in my opinion, great, uh, reading with a client. And, uh, you know, I was just like on cloud nine. And, and so I was like, uh, you know, hitting him up on, on messenger and, and, and telling him I had this great reading. And, um, and he asked me, he goes, well, what was so great about it? Or no, he asked me, um, he asked me, well, you know, what was so great about it? Did the, did the client think it was great? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, um, they did. I mean, they left me a good review on Google, but, um, I was really seeing it from my own perspective because I, you know, I got some names right and I, I, you know, and, and all these things were clear to me and, and all that. And, and so it just really made me kind of 
changed my thinking just from that simple little exchange with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that just because I think something is great because I, you know, had great accuracy and all this did, what did the client get out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And I listened and I wouldn't have listened to that before. I would have been like, eh, you know, to heck right. with you. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm great. I'm this and that. <laughs> so, um, and then the other day I shared, I shared a, uh, a medium that, that I know of that, that, um, does live readings on social media. And I was like, this guy's great, you know, check him out. And so he comes back and he goes, Oh, thank you for sharing that with me. What did you, what do you think is so great, great about him? <laughs> and, um, you know, so I shared that and he's like, okay, oh, I, you know, I guess we all, you know, just understand we all have different ideas of what great is and, and this and that. So I was like, you know, once again, <laughs> opinions, right. right? These, and I, the, I've said this before on the podcast, so I, I tend to now say the same thing over and over Stouffer. So, but uh, that power of the question, I remember when I did mm-hmm. search and the, the scientists and the researchers were like, just asking the question changes people. Um, Cause you could even ignore it and you could have ignored it 20 years ago, but then maybe mm-hmm. it stays with you a little bit or just asking the question changes people's minds and it doesn't change their mind, but it gets them to think um, you might avoid it. You might answer it, but that power of the question is so important and it gets you really to, I don't know about you so far, but it gets me, I, I'm better to, I can articulate things like, Oh, that was great. And then someone asks, I'm like, well, okay, let me explain why. And then I get to know myself better as well with the, with the question. I don't know if that kind of resonates with you. Yeah, I know. I love that. I mean, like I say, he, he stopped me in my tracks every time mm-hmm. it's just with a simple question and, um, and listening to the question when somebody poses a question, listening to it, mm-hmm. um, instead of just still being in your kind of power of your opinion, um, you know, understanding that there's, there's a lot of other opinions and, and so, so it really just kind of expands your awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so that was always a challenge for me. So, so it's something I'm constantly working on. Mm-hmm. So I love that it's, yeah, it it's makes you so aware and articulate of why you like it or why it's mm-hmm. you and from everything to, like, I was in a meeting yesterday, we we're talking about regional pizza. They're like, well, you're from Chicago. It's really important to you. I'm like, you're right. It really is. <laughs> And in California, it's not as important. Um, but no. even just having those kind of fun conversations, you realize it is really important to me. And here's why. Um, and and people are like, well, I like this candy or I like that. And you really do start to articulate, though, why why is it important to me? Oh, it's because I grew up here and that's why. And it's kind of silly, but it's important to me. So um, speaking of questions, we have a question for you. Uh, what happened in what happened? What decision did you make or was made for you that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities you used to help you with that decision? Such great questions. It's like I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one had me thinking. Um, it, it's really cool because, and, and the way you pose it is, or, or you know, what decision did you make or was made for you? So it was, it was mostly made for me. I feel like. Um, and that was quick story. I was helping a friend do, you know, cause I'm a marketer full time. I don't know if, if, if you knew that. Um, but I, I had a friend reach out to me a few years ago and he wanted me to help him create his business or help him market his business as a spirit medium, oddly enough. And, um, I was helping him create his business, build his website, 
get him on Google, do, you know, blog for him. And that's when my own spiritual journey kind of came up, my own awakening. Um, and spirit told me, this is what you're meant to do, actually. Um, so I made the decision to, and, and it was so, you know, I've always been curious about the spiritual world and, and faith and stuff like that, but it's not a, it's not a path I ever really took. So it was so out of the box for me. Um, but it, it was something that I was without a doubt called to do. Um, so I went with it. Um, and, and so I would say courage, um, mm-hmm. was, was definitely the thing that, that, that applies there because, um, you know, it's, it's so out of the box. It requires me to like be vulnerable, connect with people on a different level to, um, do public speaking for one thing, which was, I was terrified of absolutely terrified. I would never have been doing this, um, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> um, I would never be on a podcast. I would never, you know, yeah. talk to, you know, 20, 30 people on zoom or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and also in that process of doing that, um, that friendship did go away. So that was something that was um, lost because of, of my decision. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm trusting that's just the way, you know, that friendship just had to run its course that way. But um, yeah, so, so, so courage for sure. What? So now I got to back you up. So okay, go, go ahead. So you're a, you're a, kid, you're thinking, this is what I'm going to do for my career. You said you're in marketing, mm-hmm. the intro, you know, you didn't, you were focused on ego. So kind of what was your path right before you got to, I'm going to help market this, this person in their, in their medium practice. So kind of what would kind of take us on that journey of what was in your mind and what were you working on and what were, what were your goals? At the time that the, the, the journey started. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, yeah, before, so, before you had the aha moment and before you heard the calling, like what was, what was, who was Stouffer before that? Oh, so many things, <laughs> <laughs> so many, um, good things, bad things, average things. Um, you know, I, I always said I was going to write a book, uh, confessions of an underachiever. Um, <laughs> so, um, that's still on the shelf. So we'll see if that ever happens. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I was kind of just uh, you know a Midwestern kid had had gone through some some trauma as a child with with abuse and abandonment, and uh, you know was trying to find my way. Um, you know, was getting in trouble. You know, my teenage years was getting in trouble with the law, and uh, you know, I, I joined the military, which I thought was going to, going to be my path. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting um, removed from the military because um, violations of don't ask, don't tell. Uh, yeah. You know, just for being a, a homosexual back then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we'll get you kicked out of the military. So, um, that happened. And that's actually when I met this person that 18 years later would put me on this journey with asking me to help him with, with his spirit mediumship. Um, so I met him as I was being, um, unceremoniously booted from the Navy. I met him in a very serendipitous way. Things happened that were so like, uh, just too much of a coincidence to, to believe that we weren't brought together by, by, um, the universe. Um, and so that whole friendship, you know, we just, and it was long distance. We, we just maintained this friendship. Um, and he would come see me wherever I lived in the country, you know, Nashville, California, wherever I was living. And, um, and we're not, we're not two people that are very similar. We're very opposite. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was always a, a, an odd kind of 
pairing, but uh, I just really believe that the universe brought us together to help each other, you know, with our mediumship. I mean, he was kind of born that way and, and had always had it. And for me, him going into business and having me help him was something that, uh, they kind of opened it up for me. But, um, you know, in the meantime, I had, I had really got into marketing. I was in real estate for a few years and I just really gravitated towards the real estate marketing. Um, so I moved to California in 2009 and that's kind of what I've done since I've been here is, um, you know, doing marketing for a lot of different realtors. Yeah. So you're, so you're, I love this path. So you're military <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you can't be gay in the Navy, which is just, we could have so many jokes still for about, yeah, yeah, oh, military it, people, but it's yeah. very gay by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like insert an entire other podcast about being mm-hmm. gay right there. Um, so, but then, so now you're real estate and marketing and you said you were, you kind of had spirituality, like you were interested or you really weren't listening to it before you, you know, b- before you had this, b- before the aha moment. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I, I had a, an auntie who was a tarot card reader. So, you know, I have to believe that it's also kind of yeah. maybe in the bloodline. So she was very yeah. intuitive. Um, she's in spirit now and she actually helps me during my read. She's a guide for me. Uh, she's been in spirit since 2014. Um, and when I say in spirit, that means that she passed away. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I, I always was a bit empathic, I guess, um, mm-hmm. not to be cliche, but, but I could always really like kind of just know what people were feeling and, mm-hmm. and read people, um, in a way of just like kind of figuring them out. It was uh-huh. just very natural for me. Um, and that might've been part of my ego too, just trying to figure everybody out um, mm-hmm. so that they couldn't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, it, it was just, it, that, that was very innate for me. It, it was something that I've always had, but as far as developing it to the point where I'm now inviting spirit to come in or I'm inviting, you know, to connect with someone on a soul level so that I can read their, their life story. Um, that's a different kind of vulnerability and, and connection. Yeah, that's completely different. Kelly and I do assessments for folks and, you know, they can be high in empathy, right? But they're not making mm-hmm. that leap to, oh yeah, I can read people. And I'm thinking I might be a, a, a spiritual medium, right? Like that leap. And so I feel like I can see you, you're doing real estate in Southern California and you're doing well because it's Southern California real estate. Right. Um, and, and so then how does that shift? Cause you're so accurate and you're, it takes courage to listen to the voice, especially if you haven't really been listening to it and then be vulnerable and then make this significant shift. So can you talk to us about when you had this kind of moment and you said, all right, I'm going to like dive more deeply into being a medium and really having these clients and really making this work for me. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I was, I was helping my friend and, and, you know, we were kind of losing communication a little bit. I think it was kind of already um, headed that way. So, you know, I, I started focusing on myself a little bit, which, which was good, which is what I should have done um, probably earlier in life um, as far as, you know, my true path. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I started reading Oracle cards. I don't know if you, uh, I, I actually didn't even know what an Oracle card was no. two, two and a half years ago. It's similar to a tarot card. And, uh, but it's just a little more free form, just, you know, kind of in a nutshell. Um, and you read them intuitively. So, you know, like I say, he, he turned me on to what 
Oracle cards were. I thought they were cool. I, I ordered a deck of Oracle cards and I started reading them, uh, you know, reading them for myself, kind of getting my own daily direction and whatnot. And then I started um, saying, hey, I'd like to read other people. So, I, you know, I'd, I'd put something on, like, on Instagram stories or, you know, message people saying, hey, I'm giving some free readings for Oracle cards. You know, let me know if you'd like me to read you. So I'd have friends, family, people I didn't even really know that well, um, have me give them readings. So I started doing that and I would have people and I would email, it was weird because I would email them to them <laughs> and, uh, you know, just some people just knowing their name. Um, and, and I would have people email me back or message me and say, Stouffer, oh my God. And I'm like, what, was that really bad? <laughs> and it was quite the opposite. And they were saying, yeah, you know, you said this and this actually happened the other day, or I was thinking about this, or yes, I am going on this trip. Um, and this is all happening and, you know, or you made me kind of have a different perspective of something. And I was like, wow, there's, there's really something to this and people are excited and people are, are, um, you know, being helped. They feel like it's, it's helpful. And more importantly, I was connecting with people that I hadn't even like, that I just kind of tossed away as, oh, that was an acquaintance and and I don't talk to them anymore. And I was connecting with them on a completely different level, which was really satisfying to me. Um, so I think that feeling that level of connection was almost like a drug to me because mm. uh, it was something that I had blocked out for all of my life, um, friends, family, acquaintances. And, um, and now I don't do that. And it's, it's really beautiful. I, I was, I was thinking when you, when you said that connection piece, I thought that's so different. It's a w- completely different impact that you're making versus real estate. And so, mm-hmm that courage for you to keep going and, and kind of change and open yourself up and make those deep connections. What was it like when you all of a sudden realized, wow, this is what it could be. And was that kind of a little overwhelming? Like, no, I don't need it yet. Or how did you kind of integrate some of that into your, into your life of making those deeper connections and making that impact? Yeah, I, I don't, oddly enough, I don't think I was scared of it. Um, it, it was something that I, I needed so mm. bad. And, and I think it, it, it kind of made me think, you know, because I was just kept charging forward with it because it was so great. Like I say, it was almost like, like a, a oh. drug. And, um, and then once I did stop and kind of come up for air and realize like how powerful this was in my life, you know, it caused me to kind of look backward and realize, and, and it was almost like kind of sad. Um, I mean, and I had a, a, a very fine life up to that point, but, um, you know, I always tell people that uh, if you had met me two years ago, you probably wouldn't have liked me. <laughs> um, not that I was a bad person. I just wasn't yeah. very warm and friendly and I wasn't yeah. letting people in and, and you know, and, and I just wasn't connecting on that level. So, you know, it caused me to look back and realize that I, I maybe needed a, to kind of go back and, and do some additional healing or compartmentalization or something. And, and because I wasn't truly, I feel like I wasn't truly living. I wasn't living uncomfortable and I wasn't putting myself out there. And, and so that, that for me was like, kind of like the shucks, I could have done this 20 years ago and just really opened up a whole freeway of, of love and, and connection, you know? I, first of all, nice that you're on the freeway of love. Isn't that Aretha Franklin song, but okay. Or some, yeah. Um, but, and it is your journey. So you weren't ready for it before, right? And now you're ready. And what, how has it changed your life 
that now that you're on the freeway, um, that you're more open, that you're more vulnerable, that you're more accepting of this? Like what, when you look back, you're like, oh my goodness, this is how it's impacted from emotional, physical, spirit. Well, we know the spiritual, but to, but you can talk to it as well, but just other changes that you saw in being more vulnerable and open and what that has done for you. Yeah. So the freeway of love, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the freeway of love has been great because the short answer is everything. It's changed everything. Um, and I'll, I'll expand because that's not a very interesting answer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) my, my relationship with my husband has like become tenfold better. Um, just cause I'm more relaxed. I'm not trying to always, uh, you know, make a point. I'm listening. Um, I'm just more, I guess, more chill. I mean, just we're, we're able to connect on a completely, and it, and it was, it was great, uh, before that, but, but just since I kind of, you know, let, con- let go of control, um, and, and really just opened up my heart. I mean, it's, it's been great for my relationship, um, healing, like I say, going back and, and seeing, you know, things that had been done to me or things that I've done to other people and just really like letting go of that and healing and seeing that from a spiritual level, um, work, you know, now, um, and not to you know sound greedy, but I make more money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, which allows me to, you know, just, just spread the love and, and, you know, and, um, you know, and I do give a lot of my time to the spiritual community to help other people develop. Um, so it's just, um, everything mm. just, just, I have more friends. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's something so powerful. Kelly and I have talked about it a lot on this, on this podcast and just with each other of just being vulnerable opening up, sharing and letting it in. So it's, we talk about being a, a, a stone and you can be a porous stone and that water runs through you and, and you're accepting more, or you can be a stone that's sealed. Um, and it's like a marble that's sealed and that all, nothing penetrates that. And so for those folks who are kind of struggling with that or are still saying like, nah, I don't need to let people in. Um, what kind of advice do you have for people who are on this journey of maybe opening up more and sharing more and being more vulnerable? What advice do you have for them? Yeah. What a great question. Um, so it, it, for me, it started with, with realizing what was kind of, you know, controlling the situation, which was my ego, um, and kind of understanding what that meant. So uh, a book that I read that changed, you know, was part of this, this change. It's called the untethered soul by um, Michael Singer. Um, Fantastic book. And, and it's a lot of like Yogi principles and, and whatnot. And um, really it's about quieting the mind um, and, and, and making that voice in your head kind of be quiet. Um, My voice was extremely active um, telling me, you know, that's good. That's bad. That person's silly. You don't want to be, you don't want to be associated with that because you'll look like this and, Mm -hmm. and all these things was just really putting me in a cage. Um, and so the first thing you want to do is tell that person that, that voice to shut the heck up. Right. (laughs) Um, because they, that, that, that voice is what's, what's preventing us or me anyway, speaking for myself. Um, so once I did that, I could really kind of listen to the universe and hear other people and, um, be silly and, and be vulnerable and, and do that. So, so that was, that was the first thing. And I, I do recommend that book. Um, I think it's a great read. And, um, 
that's kind of where it starts, I, th- I think. Um, and also, w- once you're able to quiet that voice in your head, go back. Um, you know, I, I really, through my like meditation practices and, and some of the exercises I do, I'll go back and I still do it, even though, you know, I've done a lot of healing. I go back and I see, you know, just those points in my life when, you know, trauma was caused to me or that I experienced um, those things. And I'll see it from a soul perspective. I'll see it from the overall journey, uh, you know, of my, of my soul and my spirit. And, and it allows me to really, really forgive people um, and realize that they were just playing a part too. They were on a soul journey as well. And and we were casted into these roles and they just happened to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, It it doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from the the human and what the human did because it, you know, it's like, yeah, they were still a jerk and they still need to be held accountable. Uh, But on a soul level, you can forgive them and say, look, you, you were just learning a lesson just like I was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so that's something that really completely changed my way of thinking and uh, allowed me to forgive people and myself on a completely different level, like deeper. I, um, that the forgiveness is so beautiful because you can forgive, mm-hmm. but there's still consequences kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I use that. They're still yeah. human. You can still, but you can forgive and you can understand why people did things, but then you still have a, a consequence or a realization or responsibility, right. accountability. Um, but I kind of, we were just having this conversation uh, on Tuesday night. So for about that, shut up, like tell that voice, <laughs> that person just Shut up. Now we use the F word in that. Um, but it was kind of like the same, like effort, like enough, like that yeah. noise, that kind of BS that others tell you, let it go. Tell it to shut up. Tell it to F off, like whatever you need to say to that. But how do you just stop that voice? Because it is not serving you. And I love that you said, how do you just quiet that down? And that's such a beautiful sentiment to share with everyone. Yeah. I love the way you put that, Carrie. Um, And that's pretty much what I did. Shut the F up. (laughs) I'll add more swear words to your beauty, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like, I like saying the F instead of the actual word sometimes. (laughs) Um. But yeah, it's like, you just realize how ridiculous it is. And, 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 you know, it kind of made me upset. It's like, man, I was holding myself back for what, um, you know, and, and yeah, it was just unfortunate, but, but, um, like you say, you know, you you kind of learn it on your own timeline and the Mm -hmm. timeline that you're supposed to learn it on. Um, and then moving forward, you just take full advantage of it. You know, you take the horse by the reins. Yeah. um, It's so beautiful. And go full, full, full force with it and just. Oh, you know, back to the freeway of love, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say on, on that note, Kelly, where are you on the freeway of love? And mm-hmm. how often do you um, tell the voices in your head, Kelly, to shut the F up, man? Come on, enough. <laughs> well, I might have like highlighted and bolded the Untethered Soul book because I'm like, I think I probably need to buy that book. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So great good. Day, cover to cover. Um, yeah, it's it just, I, I love the idea of being able to, if, if it's one thing to read it and actually, okay, I'm going to tell the voices to quiet down in my head, but it's actually then to commit to actually doing the practice of it, which is, I think it's in the execution that it makes a, a big deal, right? 
Yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So what so thank you for sharing your story with us, Stofer. I think one of the things that really resonated for me is this journey that you've taken and the things that have happened to you. Um, one, thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing. I wonder what, what would you say from a support system standpoint? Were there people in your life that were kind of helping guide you um, along the journey, helping to kind of check in with you or were you kind of going about it alone? So that's interesting too, because, um, I, I, and I, I help other mediums also create businesses and, and develop their mediumship. Um, it's something I do now. Um, and I tell them when I do like workshops for, you know, starting your own spiritual business, um, you know, I do share with them how I did it, which was, um, definitely putting the cart before the horse. 100% because, uh, you know, have that marketing and that business building, you know, I've, I've helped hundreds of, of service providers build brands and businesses. So that was like nothing to me to, to build a website, get on Google, get to the top of Google, uh, you know, and, and go, go, go. So I literally like started practicing, um, you know, psychic work and whatnot. And then a couple months later had a business wow. <laughs> and just jumped into it. And, um, you know, looking back that, and there were, there were growing pains because of it, but, um, you know, I realized that's the way it had to be for me. You know, the ignorance is bliss was, was kind of part of it because I'm a type of person that I will get in my own way if I don't just jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of how it was for me. So I didn't at first have a lot of people telling me what to do and, and, and how to do it and what the rules are. And, and that was, that was great in, a, in its own way. But, um, like I say, there were, down the road, there were things that I had to kind of go back and kind of fix and, and deal with. Um, and, and since then I've, I've kind of built a community of people and found my tribe and, you know, my, my friend, my, that asked all the questions that stopped me in my tracks, you know, he's a sounding board for me. He's a medium, um, in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, and it's really unfortunate because the person that I was helping in the beginning of this, that kind of led me to this journey, you know, wasn't there. And that's the person I would have mm-hmm. thought that I, I could have leaned on. Um, and for whatever reason they weren't, and I respect that for them. Um, but it's caused me to kind of want to give back and, and give to the spiritual community and make sure that other people have that support. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I do. I, you know, I give a lot of my time to other mediums that are developing. Well, I would say that that person who 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 has chosen to go a different path in his life has missed out an opportunity to really connect with and grow a great friendship with you because you are in in everything that you've done in your life. You've, I mean, you you bring a sense of calm about your. Does uh, you have a, a calming presence about yourself? I don't know if if people have told you that, but um, just you have a very kind of soothing um, presence about you. Um, that I felt throughout the the podcast, and so I wonder if someone chooses to um, to to do a reading with you, or to um, because you offer a lot of different options. You offer a one on one reading, you offer um, readings virtually, um, you know, team events, things like that. What is mm-hmm. what is an experience like? What could they expect? Because I would, you know, it's I think promoting sort of your your what you offer is is really important. Yeah. And, and thank you for saying uh, all of that about being calm. I, I do get that a lot. People do say that I'm calming. Um, you know, I don't always feel calm <laughs> on the inside, but <laughs> if I can project that, that's fantastic. Um, 
but yeah, so, so with, with my offering, so I do offer psychic readings, spirit mediumship readings. Um, those, those are private. So that would be through zoom or on a phone call. Um, as far as in person, I do events all over Southern California from LA to San Diego, to the Valley, to, um, Palm Springs. Um, you know, so if you want to hire me for a, a bachelorette party, a company event, uh, you know, Halloween parties are big this time of year, although I'm pretty booked already for, for October. But, um, yeah. So, so when you're, you know, the experience with me is I'm always going to shoot for, I mean, accuracy, of course, with, with any, um, reader is, is, is key, but, uh, I'm going to shoot for healing and, and messages and, and guidance that that's really, you know, in the beginning I was all about, I need that aha moment. I need to know, you know, what grandpa's name was, and I need to know all these like specific things. Um, but I soon realized that those things were great and fun, but they, you know, knowing grandpa's name really doesn't lead to healing. But mm. having a message from grandpa telling you that it was okay that you weren't able to tell him goodbye and that he hears you and um, that he's proud of you um, because he sees his grandson and he's with, you know, and he knows you gave him his name and, and those kind of things. Um, that's, that's what's important. Mm. Um, so, so that's what I really strive for in my reading is, is those kind of things that are um, going to help you. And even uh, when I'm teaching other mediums, uh, you know, I tell them like, even when there's just kind of evidence that seems like it's very, um, just like practical, it's coming forward for a reason. So find the message in there. Mm -hmm. You know, if, yeah. uh, grandma and grandpa come through together in a, in a mediumship reading and, and they're talking about their relationship, you know, there's a message of, you know, we, you know, of their love, their love story, their, you know, how much fun they had together and how, you know, that they're still together. So, those, those are kind of messages that you can pull from just the most basic kind of evidence, you know? So, and, and that's really what I focus on during, during readings. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I mean, I've always been intrigued and fascinated by the, by the idea. I've never done it, but you make me after having read your website and, and read more about you and having listened to you today, you make me even more intrigued in wanting to participate in something like this. So, um, probably be expecting an email, Stouffer. Okay, um, sure. So um, yeah, it's just always been fascinating to me. Um, I've always been really intrigued by it. So it's, uh, it's always been on my list of things I've wanted to do, but I've just never done it in part because I've always been, um, I, I think, a, a bit afraid and just never mm -hmm. certain of, you know, who the person is on the other end. Um, but now having learned more about you and your abilities and, and how you got to become who you are, um, it makes me even more intrigued and excited about, about, you know, how you acquired this ability and talent. So I'm just so excited that we had the opportunity to um, learn more about you. Thank you so much for sharing your very personal story with us um, and your uh, talents and abilities. Um, we will include all of your um, links um, to your website, all of your contact information in our show notes so that all of our listeners has the, have the opportunity to connect with you. Um, and we highly encourage and recommend that everyone do that. Thank you again, Stouffer, for sharing your story with us today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you both. And, and thank you for saying all that. And um, yeah, if, if anyone's looking for some guidance, clarity, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always happy to help. So that can all be done through my website. Um, and thank you again for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Stouffer. 
Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.